0: Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Coco. Today on the podcast, we have Logan Counts, and we have one of our very own interns, Mason Huff. Guys, how's everyone doing today?
1: Well, doing doing good. I mean, I can't complain. Life's good. Summer break's coming up, and uh, I'm excited to be able to go home and spend some quality time with the fam. Love that. I
2: love that. Man, you're you're so lucky because you still have the the break. You know, all of us post college people. We're missing no that, you know what I'm saying? But it's a beautiful day. Coco, it's finally warm. Golly, I'm loving the humidity, the heat. I'm like, bring it on. So we're, we're doing good today.
0: Love that. Well, hey, today we have Mason um, coming on the podcast with us because Mason, as I said earlier, is an intern right now. He's doing a phenomenal job. Uh, Mason, tell us a little bit about what area of ministry you've been in this semester and some of the different opportunities you've been able to have.
1: Absolutely. So I'm doing the assimilation hospitality track um, through the internship. And so basically what we do is on Sundays we go, we greet people, we host people in the, in the auditorium, and we just try to put some names with some faces and make connections and ultimately make people feel welcome and wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have office hours where we go in, make first-time guest follow-up calls, and... Uh, just try to make people again just feel welcome and,
2: and that they have a home here at High Street. Mason, if you called me, I would love it. You should you should call me sometime. Listen, Mason does great. a
0: great job on the phone. He he's professional.
2: He's got a good voice, so <laughs> we love it.
0: <laughs> That's why we have you on the podcast. So um, Mason, uh, really quick too. You came here, you're where are you from again?
1: I'm from Clinton, between here and Kansas City. Go that Chiefs. Way. That's right. Chiefs nation.
0: Okay. So you're from Clinton. You moved up to Springfield last year. So Correct. give us a little bit of that background. Um, what was that like what was that like in that transition?
1: Yeah, so it was it was completely different. Um, so my, my family back home were all really, really close, really tight. We attend church every Sunday, we do everything together. Uh, my best friends um, throughout high school, if Mass and I wanted to go out on a date, Mass is my girlfriend, if any of y'all don't know that. We shout did. out Madison. Come That's on, right. Madison. You, she you know she it. better listen to this. Yeah, she better. <laughs> um, we would go hang out with my parents um, instead of going and hanging out with friends our age. And so whenever we were really tight, um, like we were really tight with my family, whenever I moved here, it was, it was very strange and it was yeah. surreal. And I had a good community of people back home that I hung out with. And uh, then I came here and didn't have anybody. And so getting that community here was important.
2: Yeah. How did, how did you know? Like you said it was surreal. Like did that set in like immediately? Was it over time you realized like, hey, in this transition, I've got something missing. Like talk us through that.
1: Yeah, so at first, um, for any of y'all who don't know, I'm an Eagle Scout, and so I attended Scout Camp every summer. And so for that first, like, month, it just felt like Scout Camp. And it just <laughs> felt <at> like <laughs> like I'd go to, like, different classes. I'd come home to my tent or whatever. The only difference was is we have AC here. We does, don't have AC at camp. Does that mean you
2: can, like, make fire out of anything? Anything.
1: Anything.
0: Wow. True story.
1: But, yeah, I mean, it was, it was just kind of, it took a couple weeks of kind of getting settled in and getting used to it. And I just realized, you know, hey, I need that community. You know, I don't want to slip away. And that was one of the big deals whenever we moved here um, was that we wanted to get plugged in immediately so we didn't start falling away from what we grew up with.
0: Man. That's so good. So what were some of those things that you decided to do? I mean, today, really, we're going to be talking about engaging in community after transition. And Mason, you happen to be transitioning from high school to college, but this really is for anybody, whether they're graduating college and they're going to get a job, whether they're uh, you know, single to getting married, whatever. I think the the hard thing in transition is there's two options. There's one, you can lean into community, um, which is what we would advise. And then there's the other thing where you could be isolated and you could just feel like you're all alone. And that's exactly what Satan wants to do. So uh, kind of give us some insight onto that, What how you did that transition. What were some things that helped you?
1: Yeah, for sure. So I've always I'm extroverted. I've always been a people person. So, you know, talking to people has always came easy to me. But it's a little different whenever you're making new friends here versus like people you've known for 10 or 15 years back home. And so starting those new relationships was something that um, was new to me. Um, But but I really, really loved it. But I mean, if you're looking for community, I mean, just get just get plugged in, go volunteer, go serve. I mean, there's so many different, um, I guess, tracks to serve
2: here that that anybody
1: um, could do that fit all personality types. It's been awesome. So, Mason, I
2: I mean, honestly, uh, from high school to college or high school to workforce is a huge time where people leave the church. Why did, like, why did you want to stay? Why did you want to stay? And in that transition, you knew that, like, hey, I need to, inv- I need to get plugged in somewhere. Why, like, why was that something you cared about?
1: Mm-hmm. I really have two answers to that question. The first one is it's the way my parents raised me. Um, so I was raised in church. I was in church anytime the doors were open. I was very active in my youth group. And the second part of that is I saw people that stayed back home, and mm-hmm. I watched them kind of just fall off. Mm-hmm. And, and they started getting in with the wrong crowd, kind of that party crowd. I'm like, I don't want that to be me. So I'm gonna I'm gonna engage in community. I'm gonna start attending a church here before I get too far off track.
0: Yeah, that's good. So Mason, we talked a little bit about how you actually attended our YA conf back last year and that really was a catalyst for you. Um, give us a little bit of, uh, you know, story behind that, how that was something that pushed you to find more community and, and that kind of thing.
1: Absolutely. So, like I said before, in high school, I was in the church anytime the doors were open, and I had that good community, but I didn't know anybody here. And that YA conference, um, with really, John Elmore's message really just impacted my life. And he, he's such a good. Pastor, but that is what really took me from a dormant state. I was dormant in my walk. Mm-hmm. I wasn't engaging in spiritual disciplines mm-hmm. like we should. Um, and in the hearing his talk, hearing his message was like, "Whoa, mm-hmm. I, I've got to change." Like this yeah. is it really called me out and put me in my place, humbled mm-hmm. me, if you will. And like you said, the catalyst to where now I'm in my Bible every day. I'm I'm praying every day. And I'm just, I'm trying to grow in community because we were never meant to do this alone. You know, we're meant to do this with other people.
2: So you, you were, you were dormant. Like you would say, I, I, we say stagnant. You were, you were stuck, you know, you were at a, at a lull in your spiritual walk. And I, man, I, at 31, like I, I felt that at different times in my life. And you know, even in the last couple of years, at times I've felt that. And, and there's those warning signs there of like, Hey, something this this isn't right. Like I need to re-engage there. What what was the what were those warning signs for you? You mentioned you weren't engaging in any spiritual disciplines, but was there anything else that just like ah, was kind of speaking to you of like, man, I, I am kind of dormant right now. I'm not growing. I mean, for
1: for me it was just feeling kind of content. I was content with where I was in my walk. You know, as Christians, we're called to keep growing in Christ, you know, sanctification all throughout our life. And I was happy with where I was. Mm. And for me, that's that's a big red flag. And I knew that from, from growing up in the church and, and being raised with those Christian values was that if you ever feel like you're okay where you're at, you're not, and that's wrong. And so for me, that was like, okay, you know, the YA y conference really just kind of Brought that red flag to light, if you will.
2: So, so it's not that you weren't content with life, right? Yeah, but correct. you you weren't you weren't happy with your uh, lack of desire to grow in Absolutely. in your relationship with Christ, and you said the word sanctification. You were you weren't happy that uh, you weren't growing more like Christ in your day, and so that's that's kind of how you noticed it. Mm,
0: that's good. So, Mason, once you figured out, man, I have got to get some community up in here. What was your first step?
1: So it. It kind of just fell into my lap, um, if I'm being honest with you. So I I was praying uh, from the moment I started attending High Street, I was praying for that community, honestly, because that's what I missed from back home. And YA conference happened, and then I sat down, Logan was like, hey, I want you to do an internship. Let's go talk about it. And so that was really kind of the first step, if you will, to me getting more plugged in, because through this internship, I've met so many people. And it really, wearing that little intern badge that we wear, gives me, I feel like, an excuse to be able to go up and say, hey... I'm an intern here. What's your name? And really just meet those people. Um, and that is what has helped me get that community that I want is just, just the internship, really.
2: Do you remember where we went to eat for the first time?
1: First Watch. I I remember,
2: remember I remember first Watch. Like yeah, that's a good place. If you're out there listening, you're in. Uh, first Watch is a chain, I think. Like, oh, it's, yeah. a, it's all over the place. If you've not had First Watch before, get there. go hit it up. <laughs> a little breakfast, a little brunch action. Mason and I did it, and we're great friends now. So. Awesome.
0: Man, and I think something about that story, too, is – what I love about that is somebody spoke into your life, but you gave them permission to speak into your life and like that made a difference. And I think that is huge when you, you know, apply for the internship, when you get into the internship, you now have a group of people who you give permission to speak into your life. And that allows us to grow when we invite people in and we're like, Hey, like I want to grow. Will you show me how I can do this? Will you speak into my life? And so I love that you said that because All of us need people who can mentor us, disciple us. And so if you're listening to this and you're like, man, I've been wanting that, like go up to somebody and say, Hey, could we go grab lunch? And just allow God to use that. Because I really think that one lunch, like literally like helped change the trajectory of your life. And now like I see you serving every Sunday and every Wednesday and you have people that are part of your community now. Um, And I think that's huge. I think that's exactly what we're created to do. So I think that's awesome.
2: Yeah, and Mason, honestly, like your story, like hearing about it, um, it, it's just crazy because like when I've been reading through the book of Acts lately and I've been reading through Romans and it is just so evident, like that Paul cares so much. Peter cared so much about the early church that after Jesus has ascended into heaven, they were on mission and their mission was not only to go and share the hope of the gospel, but it was to strengthen the church and Mm -hmm. believers that all in in cities all throughout the region in Judea and Galilee, um, you know, we have Corinth, the Ephesus, Mm -hmm. all these different places, there are people who are taking the message of Christ there and strengthening Mm -hmm. the church, and that the church, like, this is part of God's plan, and your engagement in it helped you in transition do you like do you ever think about like what your life would be like if you were down here freshman year mm-hmm. at college, right? And you didn't get plugged anywhere? Like where do you think you would be?
1: Um, to be honest, I haven't really thought about it. Um, probably because I don't like what that answer would be. Yeah. Um I mean, there there's no fulfillment like what Christ can give you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether it's, you know, are working for money or, or for people. I mean, they won't those won't fulfill you like serving Christ. Well, I'm so thankful that I got plugged in here so fast. I'm able to serve every, every Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And it's been, it's just been a blessing, um, in my Mm -hmm. life to serve people.
0: Yeah, I think one of the cool things, too, um, speaking of the internship, just a little plug here, um, is really you get to just spend a semester saying, hey, I'm going to devote myself to the local church. Um, we really do believe that the local church is the hope of the world. And so for us to say, hey, I'm going to give of my time, give of my talents for one semester, um, I think really it you will gain, hopefully, Mason, you've gained experience, you've gained community um, you gain leadership, but also you get to then grow your roots deeper into the local church body. And, uh, one of the things I love is seeing, you know, our older people come up to you, Mason, how's it going? You know? So you have that bond with people that, which is the way it's supposed to be, um, but man, I think that uh, if you're out there and you're like, man, I want to take a next step, maybe in my walk with the Lord. I'm in college. What does that look like? I would say go to highstreet.org/institute and apply for an internship because we really do believe that it could be a big catalyst for your life and community in um, serving and growing and what it looks like to uh, have Christ-like character. And so I, I think that that would be a really good thing.
2: Yeah, and, and you know, here's what I know that not everybody listening to this, you know, Mason, you're 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 awesome, man, because like, what you're doing as a freshman in college is, right. is so, like, God's hand is on your life, you know what I mean? Um, but we know that there's people listening that you're post-college. Maybe you might even, you know, be getting married, whatever it is. Like, news flash, young adulthood is one transition after another, and I tell this story all the time that one of the hardest times in my life, far as far as, like, community mm-hmm. and engagement with, like, other believers was whenever my wife and I got married, and I never would have thought that, like no one could have ever convinced me that that would be the case, but that was really a time for us there as a married couple, we had to like choose, how are we still going to serve, how are we still going to be around other people, and it's just like you like you said, you felt kind of like a fish out of water, you didn't say that exactly, but you kind of <laughs> sort of said it, you're from Clinton, you get yeah, the- you get fish all the time back <laughs> home, you know? yeah, exactly, you kind of felt like a fish out of water, um, and it's like, you're going to, mm-hmm. and that's okay. Uh, like I would say, lean into that awkwardness. Lean into that because in transition, um, you got to reengage. Like all the time, I, mm-hmm. I preach that message. It is such a key in young adulthood: is stay in community. Coco, you said it. The enemy of spiritual growth is isolation. Mm-hmm. Satan is okay with you just being isolated, and right. you have got to fight against that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's so true. Uh, well, Mason, man, we're just so glad that you are part of the team here. Do you have any final words for anybody who maybe is about to go through transition Um and they're just kind of battling that, like, what do I do? Do I engage? Do I not engage?
1: I do. But I want to touch on something real quick that Logan said. He yeah. talked about it being awkward. And we have a saying back home with, with our old youth group, and it was, awkward is awesome. And I spoke mm-hmm. about this um, whenever I taught the men's class a couple of weeks ago, and I, I spoke about discipleship. And, and my, my big deal was that it's going to be awkward, and that's okay. Because if it's awkward, that means you're probably doing it right. And so I want to encourage you, if you're in community and you're like, this is the most awkward thing I've ever done. <laughs> I, I don't talk to people. That's not my thing it's okay. It'll get better. Those nerves, the awkwardness will eventually um, go away. That's
2: good.
0: Embrace the awkwardness.
2: Absolutely. Just love, do it. I love it. And and I think about it like this, Mason, with uh, your story, is that you you could have, cho- like, so whenever I I hit you up and was like, hey, you should intern. Like, I, I'm telling that to, I'm telling people, hey, maybe they're post-college. Hey, you should serve. Hey, you should join a group. Hey, you mm-hmm. should think about teaching in this capacity. Hey, you could, like, when you have your God goggles on, you're just looking, how could this person, like what do they have to offer for the kingdom of God? And I think it's one of those things for me. It's like mm-hmm. you, if you're listening to this, you have permission to encourage people to take a next step. It doesn't have to like, you don't have to have this like leadership role or whatever. Like you could be, um, it doesn't matter. Like anywhere you are, people who maybe don't even go to the same church as you, whatever it is, help people take their next step, call out giftings in people. Mm -hmm. Because all I did with you, Mason, was I said, hey, here's a guy. I don't know him very well. He's new here, but he seems like he wants to do something more. And I thought, man, you know what I'm going to point him to? Something biblical. Hey, you should engage at the church in a higher level. So I think it's like, man, wherever you are and whatever you're doing, Mm -hmm. whatever city, whatever town, wherever you find yourself, whatever job you're doing, just keep encouraging people to do something for the kingdom of God And uh, because everybody has a role to play in that. Yeah. And I will say I was very
1: skeptical doing the internship at first. I was like, you know, I'm in in college. I was like, I'm a freshman. I don't exactly know what my schedule is going to look like. But if a small town country boy like yeah. me can do the internship, anybody can. And it's it does it consume some time? Yes, but it, it is so worth it. And and compared to how much I've grown, compared to the amount of time like per week, it is it, it's a no brainer. Mm-hmm. And, and I would do it again. Yeah, because it,
2: it it always feels like hey, I'm giving up like hours in my, I was really bad about this. Like whenever, uh, I was first like started teaching, like after college and stuff, it's like, I'm too busy. Can't do anything. Like I, I am so busy. But then like, as I started to realize, I actually had, we talk about discipleship and mentoring is important. Uh, a guy who disciples me was like, yeah, you have, you have time for whatever you want to make time for. Mm -hmm. And I say that all the time because it was a huge thing for me to realize, like, Hey, I do have time for this. And it, it feels like you might be losing something to serve. I talk about our mm-hmm. team here all the time at Young Adults. They're showing up every week early to make Young Adults happen. And it's like they are giving up something, but what they are gaining is so much greater. And I think that that's what you were alluding to, Mason, is like when you serve in the church, like God, God just has a way of blessing that mm-hmm. time. Um, and it's really cool to see uh, as you're obedient in that what God will do through it.
0: Yeah, it's an eternal investment. And so I think that is the coolest thing, that we can do things that will make a difference, not just for the here and now, but for eternity. And so, Mason, we just want to thank you for being on the podcast today. We appreciate you so much, and we are just excited to see what God has in store for you. But if you are interested, after hearing Mason's story um, about the Young Adults Conference, you can go to youngadultsconference.com. You can register today.
2: And guess what? John Elmore's coming back this year, and he's going to be preaching that Sunday. Sunday. we got Jonathan Pakluda Friday night awesome after parties you might be the next Mason
0: the exact oh oh that's good you might be the next Mason I like it well hey if you're interested in an internship you can go to highstreet.org institute check it out apply today and uh, we'd love to have you thanks so much for listening we'll see you next time